Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. When the trouble comes, don't complain, pray. When there is anxiety and uncertainty, don't complain, pray. This is the perfect opportunity to pray. This is the perfect opportunity to grow and study in the Word. This is the perfect opportunity. Turn off Facebook and put your face in the book. Pray. Turn with me, if you will, uh, to the book of Acts, the first chapter, starting with the sixth verse. I'll be reading all the way down to verse 14. That is Acts chapter 1, verse 6. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Therefore they, they being the apostles, therefore when they had come together, They asked him, him being Jesus, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. God's word for God's people and God's people said amen. Uh, For the time that is ours to share together I want to talk a little bit about final instructions, final instructions. On the top of Mount Olive in Jerusalem, there is a very small crusader era church called the Chapel of the Ascension. The Chapel of the Ascension is not popular and crowded uh, like the Church of the Holy Sepulcher. The Church of the Holy Sepulcher is the place where they mark the site of Jesus's crucifixion and burial, and people flock to see that site. But the Chapel of the Ascension is not as popular. Uh, This little chapel sees uh, a few visitors every now and then, and it's actually 
uh, land that is owned and maintained by Muslims since the end of the Crusades. This chapel marks the traditional site of Jesus' ascension into heaven. And since Muslims believe that Jesus was a prophet, uh, they maintain the site and allow people to come visit and see what's inside. According to tradition, you can even see the spot where Jesus stood before he ascended. Um, you can see those footprints. And we talk a lot about crucifixion and resurrection, but we don't talk a lot about the ascension, which is uh, what is going on in this liturgical calendar at this time. This is uh, the ascension. We're still in the Easter season, but we're on the ascension. The passage that I read in your hearing, Jesus is giving some final instructions before he goes back to heaven. Acts is written by the same author that wrote the gospel, according to Luke in the first chapter, uh, starts with a Cliff Notes version of the gospel, packing everything in that needs. And Jesus spent, during that time after he rose from the dead, he spent 40 days with the disciples, teaching the disciples and other people about uh, the kingdom of God And there are the first three verses give us a quick Cliff Notes version before we get to the instructions and they're being taught and they go to a place that's the upper room, sort of a call back to where Jesus would have been with them giving the last supper before he gives uh, where he gave the last supper. But Jesus is giving them some instructions, some things to do. Uh, before he leaves and what they're supposed to do while he is done. Uh, growing up, I've been used to some instructions. I'm used to getting some instructions before I go and take on something. I can recall traveling with my mom and my stepmom and my dad and wherever we were going, if we were going into a store, before we got into the store, in the parking lot, uh, they would stop the car, turn the radio off and put the car in park and turn around and look and say, before we go in here, don't touch nothing, don't look at nothing, keep your hands to yourself, don't ask for nothing. And if you plan to show out while we are in this store, best believe I'm going to show out with you. Jesus was giving these people some instructions, but he was giving some less forceful instructions. If I were not to heed the instructions that were given by my parents before we went into the store, there would be some some correction going on and and Jesus is giving them some some instructions so that they can know how to function during this time he basically tells them don't worry watch wait and pray uh, there are plenty of things to talk about from the text but the things that I've learned in this text that I'll give to you and before I take my seat are not to worry to watch for the right things wait and pray. There are plenty of reasons to be worried. It's not easy being a follower of Jesus Christ during these times. Their leader and their savior was just executed like a common criminal. Uh, there is something to be worried about. The, the apostles still have to navigate being a believer where the government basically said to them, is this your king? And then they executed him like a common criminal and, and then keep bringing us your kings so that we can keep showing you what we'll do to kings and, and these things. And even though Jesus has been with the apostles for several years and then he got crucified, uh, then the text says that they and then he taught about the, the kingdom of God. The text says that they still misunderstood 
understood the kingdom of God. Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, and he keeps talking about the kingdom of God. And when we get to the text that's in your hearing, they say, what a, so when do you intend to re, uh, reenact or rebuild or resurrect the kingdom of Israel? They were looking for someone to, to take over militaristically. They were looking for somebody to overthrow the government. And while the government was actually overthrown, it wasn't overthrown the way that they expected it to. See, the kingdom of God is uh, about the order that Jesus has said, the order that God has set in front of us. It's something that has already happened, but it's also still on its way to happen. It's already and not yet. It's here and it's on its way. Jesus did the work by setting towards the order, but Jesus is coming back. So he did the work. So it's already here, but he's coming back. So it's something that is on its way. It's both already and not yet. They were looking for this Messiah to save them, but they were looking for the Messiah to save them in a way that they weren't expecting to be saved. They are waiting in uncertain times with a government that is not in their favor, a government that does not have their best interests at heart, a government that doesn't like what they do. Uh, they, they are and they're, and they're waiting in these uncertain times and Jesus has given them some instructions and they are trying their best to abide by them. Don't worry, wait, or don't worry, watch, wait, and pray. Don't worry. It is hard not to worry in these times, to feel uneasy, to feel uncertain, to feel uncomfortable. It's hard for some people to even not worry when times are good. They still worry when the bottom is going to fall out or when everything's going to go. Uh, don't negate your emotions when I say don't worry. I'm not saying to negate your emotions, but change how you respond to them. In times of worry, Change the way you think. Try not to talk about what if something bad happens, but ask, how can I navigate this? Change your what if to a how can I. The Bible says in Romans 12, do not conform to this world, but to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're going to have to think about these things uh, differently. Instead of spending some time worrying about how bad things are, maybe spend some time thinking about how you can change yourself from a what if and a worrier to a problem solver. Rahm Emanuel, the, firm, the former mayor of Chicago and the former chief of staff for President Obama said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yes, these are bad times and they don't, but they do not have to be all bad for you. You just have to be able to reform the way you're thinking, renew your mind, think outside the box. Now is the time to reframe your thinking and see how you can come out better. What if the disciples had decided after the crucifixion, I'm done here? What if they had decided not to spread the gospel? Uh, some of them thought, well, I'm going to just go back to fishing. I'm going to go back to tax collecting. I'm going to go back to doing whatever it was I was doing. But then when they saw Jesus the second time, they, they stayed the course after he ascended. The apostles had to stay the course. If they had not stayed the course, we would not be here today, be here today rather worshiping him. Uncertainty is a fact of life. Say Save your energy and stop worrying about things you can't change 
anyway. Football coaches and track coaches and sports coaches say all the time, don't worry about the stuff you can't control. There is a whole lot in this situation that you cannot control, but you can control how you respond to certain situations. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. We can control how we respond to this. It says that in Isaiah 41 and 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Yes, we cannot control what's going on, but we can control ourselves. We can look at a situation differently and figure out how we can do it. So we don't need to worry. We need to renew our minds in this time. Not only are we not supposed to worry, because uh, it says in the text that, that it says it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Things are in God's hands. Now, I'm not saying give it all up. I'm not saying forget about everything you're doing, but understand that you can only control what you can control. And what you can't control, you don't need to worry about as is. You spend more time, uh, you can spend more time bettering yourself in how you respond to it. So not only are we not supposed to worry, but we're supposed to watch. Let the church say watch. Put watch in the comments. Uh, Jesus ascended <laughs> and the apostles were looking at Jesus ascending. And while they were looking at Jesus ascending, the text says that two men in white, we suppose they are angels, came and, and he gave them some instructions. He gave them instructions about what they're supposed to do for the kingdom of God. But the men in white asked them, why are you looking up? It's very easy to look at Jesus. I can understand looking at Jesus. I can understand looking at the spectacle the spectacle, but Jesus gave them some instructions. Jesus had put them to work. Jesus told them to do some things, not just sit around and look at the show. And so the men in the white asked, why are you looking up? Churches and church folk can be uh, looking at the wrong thing sometimes. We spend more time arguing about what sort of floor needs to be down in the building and what color carpet needs to be down and what color chairs or chairs versus pews or hymns versus contemporary music or, or, or whether or not so-and-so gets their name on a plaque or who needs to lead what committee or who needs to be. We spend a whole lot of time worrying about the wrong things while all the while the world around us is changing. The churches were already shrinking before this got going on. The churches were buildings put in neighborhoods where the entire neighborhood around the church has changed. And so the people outside the building don't look anything like the people inside the building and the people inside the building don't want anything to do with the people outside the building unless it's to do some sort of mission work where they can pat themselves on the back. Sometimes we worry about the wrong things. We worry about being inside a building on Sundays. The church is not a building. Everywhere I see uh, ecclesia in the, in, the, in the text in the Greek, which was the word that we get church from, ecclesia, uh, 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 ecclesia, everywhere I see that, they are not talking about a building. They are talking about the people. Uh, we have to watch for the right things. I said we have to not worry and reframe our minds. We also have to watch for the right things. The people who did the best 
during the California gold rush overall were not the people who went out west looking for gold. No, 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 no. The people that did the best were the ones that sold the shovels and the pots and the pans because it didn't matter whether or not you went out looking to find gold. You still needed shovels and pots and pans to go looking for it. And so if you needed that to go looking for it, those people did the best. Maybe we don't need to be looking at the spectacle. We don't need to be watching all the latest and greatest and what's making the news. We need to be working on how to make our own shovels, pots, and pans. Reframe the way you think about this situation. There are things that you can still be doing. I'm looking at some of my colleagues online and my friends and family members, they are taking this opportunity at home to get a whole bunch of different new certifications, to change careers, to promote themselves, to make themselves better. And it doesn't have to always be about career focus. Some are spending a lot more time with their family members than they needed to. Some people are talking to people who haven't talked to uh, these people in, in, in a long time. But this thing is bringing us together. It's having us refocus. Some of us have realized we don't need as much fast food as we thought we needed. Some of us have realized we didn't need to go to all those meetings that we thought we needed. You got to be watching and focusing on the right things. You got to be, we are called to watch the word of God and do the work that God has told us to do as believers. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God lasts forever. Don't worry. Reframe the way you think about it. Don't allow the worry to overtake you. Be okay with stuff being uncertain. Watch, study, watch the right things. Give the right things that have uh, life-giving, self-care, things that are good for you. Watch those things and give them the right attention. And not only do you not worry, uh, not only do you, do you watch, but you also need to wait. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, we all hate waiting, present company included. Uh, even before the pandemic, we had multiple entertainment options to take care of right at our fingertips while we kept, that kept us occupied while we waited. But despite all of that, waiting is still hard. Uh, before this pandemic, we hated waiting. We hated waiting at airports for security lines and boarding lines. We hated to wait in waiting rooms for the doctor's office. We hated to wait in traffic. We hated to wait at the post office. We hated to wait at the bank. We, we want a human to talk to us when we call customer service. We wait and our patience runs thin. And now we've changed what we wait on. We're waiting to see what the latest COVID-19 numbers are. We're waiting to see what's going on with a vaccine. We've waited to see whether or not it's safe to go out in public again. We're waiting to see whether or not the church will have in-person services. Amen. We're waiting. And some of us don't like waiting. Uh, can I be transparent for a moment? I, I'm talking, I have the microphone, so I'm gonna just go in and assume that the answer is yes. I'm disappointed at some of my colleagues and their reactions to waiting. I'm disappointed. I'm watching some of my colleagues, not all, but some of my colleagues have trouble in this season. And their reactions, uh, the reactions to waiting 
So much that some of my colleagues, and by colleagues I mean those who are leaders in the faith community, they have had reactions that troubled me. Um, their reaction during this time has caused them to question their faith in God and, and complain about the overreach of government and their freedoms getting taken away. Really? This is what it took for you to question your faith? Not being able, uh, segregation didn't do it. Jim Crow laws didn't do it. The school to prison pipeline didn't do it. Redlining didn't do it. Predatory lending didn't do it. Uh, uh, pr um, food deserts and hungriness, hungry people didn't do it. None of that did it. Uh, uh, none, none of that. The, the police brutality didn't do it. Poverty didn't do it. Homelessness didn't do it. None of that caused you to question your faith in God. But now, because you can't go to a restaurant when you want to go to it, you, you wonder whether or not God's there now because you can't figure out how to have in-person services right now. That made you question God? I'm not saying you can't question God, but I find it interesting that with all the things that were going on with wars and poverty and homelessness and all the destruction that went around and people being murdered unarmed in the street like dogs for, for driving while black and walking while black and hanging outside of the store while black, all these things went on, you never questioned where God was. But now that you got to stay inside for a little bit, you got to wonder where God is and wonder whether or not you're hearing God. That gives me pause. I find that interesting. You worry about your freedoms when your neighbor's freedoms have been taken away over and over and over again. Way to look out for your fellow man. And again, I say I'm not saying you can't have a crisis of faith during any time, I just find it funny that this is what Christ, this is what gets you riled up. We all hate waiting, but you're going to have to wait and keep on waiting. You have to wait for the right things. The Bible says, has thou not known? Has thou not heard the word of God, the, 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 uh, the, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, to the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them who have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait... Upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Wait. You're not in control. Wait on it. Wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. Don't wait on the situation to change. Wait on the Lord. Don't wait on a person. Wait on the Lord. Don't wait on yourself. Wait on the Lord. Don't worry, watch, wait, and pray. Amen. Now is the time to be praying more than ever. Yeah. You don't have to go to a building to pray. 
You don't have to have the, per, the, the, the pastor with the, the seminary education to pray. You don't have to go and, and go through a whole liturgy of things to do to pray. You can pray on your own. You can pray whenever. Can't nobody take the prayer out of something if the prayer is in you. The Bible says to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. When the trouble comes, don't complain. Pray. When there is anxiety and uncertainty, don't complain. Pray. This is the perfect opportunity to pray. This is the perfect opportunity to grow and study in the word. This is the perfect opportunity. Turn off Facebook and put your face in the book. Pray to the Lord. Read his word. Spend some time studying and meditating in him. I'd be willing to bet it'll lower your anxiety. I'd be willing to bet it'll help you calm down sometimes. It's better to get into the book, the word of Lord, the Lord, than it is to spend a whole bunch of time watching the news. Wait on the Lord. Watch. Pray. And know that it will be all right. Just like the, the angel said, the men dressed in white, according to the text, know that the same way that you saw Jesus leave is the same way you're going to have to see him come back. Don't, in the meantime, don't worry. Watch the, wait on the Lord. Watch the right things and Pray. The church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place, but the church is the people. And these people are the people that have gotten power from the Holy Spirit, power to make it through this pandemic, power to be grounded during these rough times, power to keep a peace that surpasses all understanding, power to understand that the, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, power to know that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord should have to carry them through, power to know that he who has begun a good work in you shall perform it until completion until the day of Christ Jesus that power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same power that flew through the apostles and that power that flew through the apostles and not just the apostles but the women that were there and Jesus family and others that same power that went through all of them goes through each and every one of us as believers power and know that yes Jesus ascended but he's gone. And he's not gone for a long time. Jesus was the first person to decide, I'm going to work from home. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you found this message. If this message blessed you, be a blessing to someone else and share it. Connect with Pastor Johnny on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like Faith UMC Dickinson on Facebook.